welcome to the very first episode of Press, Press any, any Button. Press Any Button. Sorry, I thought we were going. Press Any, any Button. Button. Yes, okay. you got it. We got it. All right, now we're We started. nailed it. That's the, as good a start yeah. as we're going to get, so let's <laughs> keep this train rolling. So, I'm Nikki. And I'm Eric. And we're married. Married. Oh, we love each other. And we wanted to start a podcast just to have something fun, have something creative to do together. So we thought... We would. What do we both love? Video games. Video games. Yeah. Well, games in general. But yeah, video games. Our podcast is more than just about video games, isn't it? I guess so. It'll be about our different perspectives on different games. Wow. Yeah. So I think I bring the perspective of a fairly new gamer, someone who has been gaming, I would say, less than about 10 years. Not that I'm hardcore, but I probably play video games at least every day now, where as before 10 years ago, I, I was in college and I was super busy just doing all kinds of other stuff, so... And I have the perspective of the old man gamer where I've been playing ever since I was a young lad of three or four, probably. And I could get uh, my parents to let me on their Macintosh computer and let me play some of those weird old Macintosh games, one of which I think was Battle Chess, which was way too old for me because it had the chess pieces actually like stabbing and killing each other. Oh, I remember that game. I played actually did play that game in... Oh, middle school, you said? I think it was middle no, school. No, definitely uh, way before middle well, school. Well, I think they had a newer version of it. Oh, uh, okay. Um, because they definitely also had that version of chess on my computer that we had, which I think was a Gateway. You remember that brand? Gateway? Yes. Yeah, that's yeah. what we had. Cool. So we thought, hey, why not combine our two perspectives and do something fun and something creative together and make a podcast where we cover games. Yeah. We talk about the past, present, and future of a specific game each episode. And then uh, afterwards, we get into some fun stuff like selecting the new game and talking about challenges. And it should be super fun. So I'm going to give the audience a hint as to to what game we're going to be talking about. Okay. It's me, a Mario. I'm a running fast, and I'm gonna beat ya. All thirty-four of ya, 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 ya. Oh man, I think I know what game we're talking about. What is it? Mario Thirty-Five. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we did it. Even though I definitely already knew that. Yeah. So this game came out in October of this year, 2020. Yeah, October first. October 1st, and it was free if you had Switch Online. Yeah, if you had the uh, Nintendo Online account. Oh, Nintendo Online account. Um, So that's how we got into it. Um, I think you heard about it on Reddit or just in the gaming news. No, I actually, I had no idea it was coming out. I heard about it when it released, and I happened to check the online store the same day it was released and I downloaded it for free like that same day. And I was like, oh, cool. That's so fine. it was just a chance that you happened to be in the store the same day it came out. It was magical. 
oh, wow. And then you introduced me to it. And we've been playing it ever since. Why don't we go ahead and start talking about the history of Mario 35? I would like to start with the uh, more of the controversy than the exact history. There's controversy around this game? It's a very controversial game. (laughs) Very controversial. (laughs) It's the most controversial game I think I've ever played. All right. Well, spill the beans. Let me know. Uh, How? I haven't heard any of this controversy, so... Well, let's go back to June of uh, 2019 when a very similar game type of game came out called Mario Royale. And it was a fan game. It was a fan game made by Inferno Plus. Have you ever, have you ever actually played a uh, fan game? No, Do I know? don't even know what a fan game is. I'm assuming it's a game a fan made and not yes. an actual video game designer programmer or yeah so it's uh someone who essentially takes usually they're taking assets of a game that already exists and they're kind of making a new game out of it some of these can be just a simple kind of graphic switch where you switch out the main character for another character like if you took the original sonic game and you put mario in place of sonic as a sprite but the game played the same got it that would be like a, a fan a fan kind of made game I thought that would be a, a game mod. Yeah, I mean, it's... Uh, would it's, a fan game be where you created a whole... Di- like, actually created a game? Or... Uh, it could be, yeah. It could be. It kind of goes either way. So you can create a whole new game. You can mod another game. But yeah, I mean, what I was just talking about is more of a graphics mod. You're right. Mm-hmm. But um, in this sense, uh, someone kind of took the Mario character and actually the Mario 1 game... And decided to make their own kind of battle royale game with it just to see if they could do it. In June of 2019, a streamer and modder named Inferno Plus created Mario Mario Royale. Mario Royale um, is similar to Mario 35. You have a bunch of players starting a stage at the same time of the original Mario Brothers game. And they kind of race to the end of the level. The main difference between the two is... Basically, everyone in Mario Royale uh, interacts with the same stage. So even though you don't interact with the other Marios, per se, you can kind of see their uh, shadows. You're all interacting with the, with the same stage. So if one Mario steps on a Goomba, it kills it for everybody. Oh, if, if, one, oh. if one Mario gets a mushroom, they, that, that's the only Mario who got the mushroom. And you're just racing to get to the end of the level yeah. instead of how... The game actually is where it's you keep just keep going until yeah, and if, if you, you die basically, if you pick up a star in this game, you can actually run into the other players and kill them. That's Ooh. that's one of the only ways you could interact with them. You could also like kick uh, Koopa <laughs> Shell back at some of the ones that were were maybe behind you. So that th- sounds pretty fun, actually. Yeah, there are kind of subtle ways of interacting. I never actually got a chance to play the game, even though I, I probably probably would have liked to. Yeah, it sounds really fun. So uh, later that same month, uh, it was released in June of 2019. That same month, Mario Royale Royale got hit with the uh, DMCA. Um, Do you know what uh, DMCA stands for? I'm guessing it stands for Nintendo got mad as fuck and sued that little guy. Yeah, that's not what the letters stand for. But yeah, I mean, that's pretty close. Thank you. Uh, so DMCA stands for Digital Millennium Copyright Act. Mm. And basically, uh, when 
when a, a company uses a DMCA takedown, they're just basically saying, hey, you've stolen our content or copyrighted information. We need you to take it down like within a specific time frame or they'll get their lawyers after you and that's not going to end well. Yeah, I wouldn't want to go up against Nintendo. So, Just get squashed like a little ant. So Inferno Plus had uh, a pretty great idea at that point, though. He changed the name from uh, Mario Royale to DMCA Royale. <laughs> uh, yeah, Mar- suck it, Nintendo. Mario was replaced with a character named Infringio. But unfortunately, the changes were not enough to satisfy Nintendo's lawyers, who were very concerned with either the game mechanics, level design, or something else left unspecified. They really didn't tell them. Inferno. Yeah, they really wouldn't tell them exactly what their problem was with the game. And I think that was kind of intentional, so you would have almost no choice but to actually take it down or face their lawyer wrath. Uh, They probably saw it and were like, yeah, that's a great idea. We're stealing that. Or maybe they already had Mario 35 planned out and they were like, whoa, this is too close. How do you know? We got to stop it. He's going to ruin it for when we actually release our game. Yeah. I mean, we can can get to that. It's coming up. Uh, Mario 35 was taken down on June 25th, also in 2019. So it lasted a little under two weeks. Aww. So I don't think too many people got a chance to play it. If you did get a chance to play it, let us know. Yeah, let us know in the comment section. Do we have a comment section? No. You can let us know on Instagram. Okay, so fast forward to October 1st, 2020. Mario 35 is released as a free download for Switch Online members. Development of Mario 35 was done by a company called Arika who are primarily known for their Tetris and Dr. Mario games, including their most recent Tetris 99. Yeah, that game is fun. Yeah. Around the time Mario 35 was released, an employee from Eureka tweeted that Mario 35 was not a ripoff of Mario Royale and that the game had, in fact, been in development even before Tetris 99 was released in February of 2019. Called it. Even though... So you, uh, you believe this guy? believe the guy that he didn't know anything about Nintendo's game already? Uh, no, do you believe that he was being truthful when he said that it was already being developed before Mario Royale came out? I I actually I do believe it cuz for one, I know it does take a really long time to de- to develop a game, right? And something like Mario 35 even though they already technically have the levels built out, they still did have to do a lot to get it ready to be an open platform or open. I mean, what is it Inferno called? Plus essentially developed the game within a few months and added out oh. there. The whole game. Yeah, his game. Oh. His game was. Uh, well, I don't know. Maybe I'm just being naive. I just like I just want to believe Nintendo's the good guy, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, Arika is a, a bigger company, and it it might not have been released right when it was developed. You know, there there's a testing phase. They also might have been saving it specifically for the 35th anniversary of Mario, so it might have been something they developed and then sat on for a while. Um, and the two games actually sound pretty different, other than. Your 
you know, the it's battle royale style. It seems like the gameplay would be totally different. Uh, yeah, I, it looked pretty different from what I could tell. But, you know, it's the same. I mean, the, the, the concepts are very, very similar. And the fact that they came out around the same time kind of, it's a little bit fishy, you know, okay, so you both happen to come out, out with the same kind of idea around the exact same time. But it is, it isn't mm-hmm. a super original idea. I mean, it, it kind of is, but in the same way, you know, the battle royale genre is kind of creeping into everything. You know, they... Succ- yeah, and Tetris 99 was already out. Yeah, they successfully... And that was one of the first things that we thought of when we played Tetris 99. was, mm-hmm. ooh, this would be really fun with a bunch of other games. And we started naming off all these other games that we thought it would be fun to kind of play this style of game with. And we talked about Super Mario Brothers. So, yeah, not a totally unique idea. But, yeah, I feel like the game that... Inferno Inferno created was you like you said was only out for two weeks and then it got basically shut down. So I mean Nintendo is really they do have a lot of money, so I guess they probably could put together <laughs> a rip off game and with less than two weeks to Yeah, I reference mean the old one, you know. Yeah, I mean they, they could have saw it and were like, Oh man, this is a great idea. Uh let's just Go ahead and make this game. But the fact that it was a part of the pack, the three pack for the 35th anniversary really, you know, release makes me think yeah. it's not really a ripoff because releasing something in threes makes sense. So unless they saw this and were like, oh my gosh, this is way better than what game we had and plan- planned to release with these other two games. We're going to rip this game off real quick. Like, I don't know. Who this... knows? Maybe they had a similar idea and then they saw it and they were like, whoa, we could have all these other elements in it that we didn't think of before, you know? Maybe. Maybe they should have offered Inferno a job. <laughs> clearly, he's on the same level as they are. Yeah. Um, with that idea. Which brings me to my next question. Should Nintendo be uh, as protective as they are with fan games? Because fan games are often kind of the smaller audience and usually don't make much money. Yeah, they usually don't make any money. Uh, And they're usually just kind of like passion projects. In fact, Nintendo and Sega kind of are known for having just totally opposite approaches to fan games, where Sega has kind of embraced the fan-made game community, whereas Nintendo, you know, threatens to sue them. Do you think one approach is better than the other or, you know, do you think uh, you think Nintendo has a right to kind of like make sure their main character brands aren't being diluted by all these crappy fan games that, you know, someone would maybe play and assume as a Nintendo game? Well, I can see both sides. Nintendo is a really big company and they make a lot of money and in that way, they're a lot like Disney. And so they're both companies are very, very um protective of their brands and their characters so i can i can see wanting to protect it because you don't want someone to see someone else's game and think you made that especially if it's very inappropriate because nintendo is known for being more for family friendly games for kids stuff like that so i could see being protective you wouldn't want mario out there just like 
doing Mortal Kombat fights or something, <laughs> ripping people's spines out and stuff. So you'd be more on Nintendo's side, which is uh, trying to get all these fans to stop making games of your characters. I don't know. I think there's a line. And maybe they drew the line at this hard because they did already have a game coming out. <laughs> yeah, it could be. And uh, but how strict are they? Uh, how strict are they? If you made a game... They was just basically, you know, a Sonic game, but with Mario. Would they shut that down? Yeah, that's a good question. Probably not. If most of the games I think they shut down are the ones that kind of get more popularity or, or more ambitious projects. There's there's lists of games that have been shut down by Nintendo, and I didn't mean to call all fan games crappy. There are some. Uh, there are actually some really good ones. And Mario Royale might have actually been a, an example of a pretty good one, but, you know, I never got a chance to play. True. So oh, yeah, I, I think there's a line. What I'm trying to say, I think there's a line. If it was my company, I wouldn't care about fan games because that's fun. I like the community that it brings people together. And, you know, it can be silly. It can be fun. It can be it allows people to be get creative, but with properties that they grew up with or properties that make them feel good like mario (laughs) (laughs) but i also i can see the big corporate side and not wanting someone to be able to take that and make millions of dollars off of your character and your levels that you developed i don't think most of these fan games were were made with the intention of making a bunch of money i think they're just more passion projects though true yeah i would agree with that so I don't I don't know how good of business sense it makes to kind of like piss off the fans that are your biggest fans and are having passion projects trying to make games with your characters. But yeah, I don't know. Sega uh, is a lot smaller than Nintendo. Yeah, that's true. And, and uh, I don't know is Sony is PlayStation the same as Nintendo? The usually the ones that you hear a lot about focus kind of on Mario games and Sonic games. So. Yeah, so that kind of wraps up my uh, past section. Um, cool. Well, I would I would like to know what other people think. If you're listening, let us know on our Instagram. So now let's talk about playing the game, the fun stuff. Okay. Uh, so what did you like about uh, Mario 35? Maybe? Uh, well, I like the feeling of the nostalgic feeling of getting to play these old levels that you know. We've played many, many times, but it gives you a fresh take on it because you're not really just trying to beat a level or beat the game in its entirety. You're just trying to see if you can last the longest against other people. Yeah, I mean, it was super easy to pick up because it's a game, you know, most people are already familiar with. I I hadn't played Mario Brothers, the original one, a, a lot, but I knew enough about it where it was... You know, if you played, everyone's played like the first few stages, I think, of Mario, Super Mario Brothers. Yeah, they're pretty basic. And I remember even being a kid, you could get through the first world pretty easily. Even the castle is pretty easy in the first world. Yeah, so having that uh, immediate accessibility definitely is a plus for a game. Also, I love the Battle Royale style games. This is a new genre game genre for me and i just think it's really fun to go head to head with people and see where you rank you know i always think i'm pretty 
bad, but I don't know. I do okay at these games every now and then, so it, may, it gives me a little bit of confidence. Yeah, it's it's definitely fun, you know, racing against a bunch of other people uh, playing the same game. It goes back to like speed running or something like that, where it, it's not something you could really do easily as a kid. Because, you know, you needed a friend who was also good at a game and you both needed consoles and TVs to be able to race each other at the same time. I guess you could have recorded times, but that wasn't really a, a super common thing, at least uh, that I was aware of as a kid. Yeah, and that's not as fun because then you're, it's really fun while you're playing. But as a kid, when you have to sit there and watch some alt play, that's boring. Yeah. <laughs> if you could just go both go at it at the same time. Yeah, so fun. <laughs> And I also like seeing older games kind of repurposed because they, back when, you know, the original Super Mario Brothers came out, there was no way to have, well, they didn't have the internet for one, so they couldn't really have you racing your friends on in different cities or whatever. You're kind of limited uh, based on the hardware and the connectivity and all that stuff or the lack of connectivity. So it's nice to t see those modern twists. It's like someone uh, taking a really old, song and then like uh making a brand new cover using tools that the original person who made the song might not have had access to yeah i also think that it keeps you on your toes as far as even if you are going to play the same level over again it's going to be different because you're going to have all the enemies. enemies that were killed yeah all the fallen enemies from others in the level so it makes it a little different not too different but a little different sometimes towards the end especially when there's only a few of you there's a lot of enemies uh yeah there definitely can be for sure so uh what did you not like about the game so one thing i don't really like about the game is that it did get a little repetitive at the beginning especially before we started to unlock more levels just playing one, one, and one, two over and over again got a little repetitive, got a little boring. Yeah. Even for me, who, <laughs> <laughs> you know, finds this game really hard, I still want to play other levels. Yeah, it's uh, it's very one, one, and one, two heavy. And it, I, I kind of have mixed feelings because when you're in a really a tough match, sometimes it's a, 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 a pretty real relief to get back to a one, one or one, two. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but other times when you're kind of starting off the run, it's like, Oh man, doing one, one and one, two again, mm -hmm. like you get to the, it's, it's kind of depressing. You get to the one, two war pipe and it's all like one, ones and one, twos. It's like, Oh man. Yeah. I will say I have noticed a difference now playing it like today when I was playing it, I, didn't go back to one one and one two as much because we have almost all the levels unlocked i think at this point yeah. i think there's two that we're missing well it also depends so, on, the, on the players you're playing with i think it's kind of it has has us against harder players since we've been playing for a while now and first so the uh the level selection like everyone you know if, if you don't know uh, brings in their own level to a game so it's 35 marios and you all select a level and that gets added to the mix. And then it decides the order based on the lowest ranked player. 
So whoever's lowest uh, pick, you will usually pick 1-1. One, one. It's just kind of how it goes. Yeah, because when you're starting out, you only have two levels to pick from. Yeah, that's, so. why, that's why you usually see a lot of 1-1 one, one and 1-2 one, at the very beginning, just because uh, those are the, the lowest level players you're probably going to be picking those mm. stages. Gotcha. That makes a lot of sense. I, I don't think I've ever not started on 1-1. One, one. Yeah. A- Any time. I think I have once. What was the one two you started on? It was the first water level. I think that's like two three or two oh, two. That must have been like a hard group of people you're playing with then. <laughs> so, when we're when you're playing the game, I think there is some like learning curve. Like I didn't realize. Well, you're trying to learn all the different ways you can get time at first, and then once you learn, you have to make a decision. If you're going to do stuff the hard way or the easy way. (laughs) For example, when you're killing enemies, if you just shoot them with your fireballs, you just get plus one second time. But if you jump on them, you get two seconds time. And if you have a star, I think you get plus three seconds time. Correct? Uh, I think that's right. Yeah. So just learning that, that is not something that I realized at the beginning. Yeah, it's uh, it's super helpful. One of the things I really wish they would do with this game is I really want to be able to play with my friends online. Like, I want to be able to play with John. I want to be able to... Like, I don't know why you can't do this or why Nintendo won't do this with, uh, like, Tetris 99 with Mario 35. Uh, yeah, it seems like something... I think maybe they do it so you're not just hanging out waiting for players for a long time i mean fall guys can do it i don't have that issue yeah i don't know why they don't do it yeah that would be way fun to be able to have a lobby and invite your friends to come and like all tetris tetris battle each other uh tetris 99 will kind of let you do it They'll, they'll let you go into a private lobby to play, but you can't play the main, you know, Tetris against 99 other people, which kind of feels like it defeats the purpose. <laughs> but I, I really wish Nintendo would uh, work this out where they could, you know, let you play with your friends because that's kind of a lot of online gaming is, is what, what it's about, you know. And isn't that kind of the Switch's main agenda too, is that you can carry it around easily to your friend's house or you can be out in public with a group and you can all play together yeah you know so you think they would want to add that (laughs) yeah i don't i don't know i don't know why they won't uh nintendo if you're listening (laughs) i'm sure they are please we want to play with our friends um get on that thank you so what were some of the other things that you didn't like about the game uh the only other thing i had was the uh the lack of depth once you've unlocked all the stages, there wasn't a whole lot to do, which I still haven't unlocked all the stages yet. But I mean, well, they have the daily challenges. You have daily goals. I guess you can try to unlock more more of the little pictures to put next to your guys, but or to your name or whatever. But uh, beyond the leaderboard, like I don't, I'm not the type of player who's trying to you know make in the, make it into the top 100 or top 1,000 or anything like, like that. Like in the world. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm. I'm. Less, no way. <laughs> I'm not concerned about ranking at all. So beyond unlocking the levels, like what's left besides you know trying to get a really high rank? Uh, just knowing that you're better 
than <laughs> a lot of other people when you play. Yeah. Knocking people out. I don't know. Yeah, you know, um, you could have like little party hats to Mario or something that you can unlock, you know, something that might affect the graphics of the game or true. Different outfits. Yeah, something something you could kind of work for. <laughs> maybe maybe it becomes too much like Fall Guys. I don't true. know. True. I know if you if you start adding in rewards for like different outfits and stuff, it I that's immediately what I thought of. But it's funny how something so simple can really motivate you to want to keep playing a game. That's true. It's like, yeah, I got really got to really get that pigeon suit. I know for me, you know, I still haven't gotten first place on Mario 35. So that's still why I play. Yeah, I'm still cool. trying to get that first place at least once. I know you get it all the time, though. So, yeah, uh, that's because I'm the best. Yeah. But it's pretty crazy watching you play. Sometimes I feel like you guys will go on for 20, almost 30 minutes before someone wins. Yeah. Sometimes it will be the clock, you know. And yeah, that's a long time to just basically speed run levels, <laughs> essentially. Yeah. Well, you are speed running a lot of one point of win, too. Well, not, I mean, not necessarily, like I said, like when I played today, I didn't get as many levels, level ones and twos. So That's true. I got to play a lot of different other harder levels today and yeah, Grant, we're moving on up, yeah. I guess, in the game. Getting, so uh, when yeah. you first start, uh, start a match, what's your initial strategy? Like, what do you, what do you try, what are you trying to do? My initial strategy? Yeah. Like right at the start of the People game. People have that. <laughs> Yeah, I, I have mean, no, I don't go in with a strategy. I'm just like, all right, let's not die. That's my strategy. So you're not trying to like uh, kill a bunch of enemies or collect coins or finish? No, quickly. I mean, now that you bring that up, that makes sense that you should have a strategy when you start playing. <laughs> and I think I have started to realize that at least when you very first start out, you need to get that time built up. Yeah. I don't usually spend a lot of time getting coins right away because I have done that and ran out of time <laughs> and then died because I ran out of time. So in that first level, if you can just kick, you know, just run through it real fast, get that star, build up your time, and then move on to the next level, I feel like then you can start collecting coins. Oh, that's interesting. So you kind of build a safety net first. I. I mean, not on purpose, just thinking back to how I was playing today, I found that that was a pretty helpful strategy for me. What's your super, you know, intricate uh, strategy? Well, you know, usually I'm starting off, I'm going out after coins because I feel like time tends to build up naturally anyway because, you know, the time kind of builds up naturally anyway because you're running pretty quick and you're killing a bunch of stuff. Hopefully uh, you have enemies being sent to your screen, which helps a lot, uh, at least at first. Otherwise, it's a little bit harder to build up time. But of course, having lower time will usually cause more enemies to be sent to you, at least for the people who are targeting people with low time. I usually always keep it on random unless there's a daily challenge or something that says, send so many enemies <laughs> to whatever. Sometimes it's like most coins or send enemies to what is the other ones like knockout what's the what are the other choices um i think it's random it's people who are attacking you it's 
Most coins. Uh, lowest. Oh, and, and lowest, low time. Yeah, lowest right. time. Yeah. So sometimes the challenges will be like, send, in, send 30 enemies to low time people or something like that. And then I'll change, usually change it from random. But for the most part, yeah. just keep it on random. Yeah, I like to keep it on random too. I don't like to necessarily help out the low time people. <laughs> I don't want... If, I feel like if I pick attackers, uh, but then I'm attacking other people with that, won't I also be targeted as an attacker if other people have that setting? Um, I think it's actually pretty helpful to be targeted in Mario 35. Uh, just as, you know, at least in the initial levels usually because you're, most of your enemies are Goombas and Koopas and stuff, uh, which are relatively kind of like harmless enemies that you can use to rack up time. So I feel like getting targeted Ooh. is not necessarily a bad thing. In fact, it can be super helpful. Yeah, that's smart. I never thought of it that way, mostly because I sometimes die from a Goomba <laughs> or just falling in a hole. That's something that happens that's when I'm a, trying think, to run too fast. Like, oh, I think that's the way most people die is just falling in a hole. I die that way all the time. Do you use any uh, advanced strats? Do you know any advanced strats? <laughs> no. I've heard you talk about it a little bit. Um, like... If you're playing that one castle that has yeah, the works. pattern of which way you have to go, you can just play that to your advantage and just loop it over and over again. So you just yeah. stay in that same level for a while. Yeah, I've That's the only advanced strategy that I think I've heard you talk about. Yeah, I've never really got much of a chance to. I'm usually not. I'm usually just trying to stay alive, but... Uh, I know there is one advanced strategy around 8.4 where uh, you have a loop uh, between two pipes. And it's especially useful when you get into the, you know, the red clock where it just like starts ticking really, really fast. Because every time you go down a pipe, it, it temporarily freezes the, uh, the time as you're going down that pipe. And it's really useful when the time is just like kind of flying. Yeah. And so what you do that, you kind of combine that with actually... Uh, intentionally getting hit by enemies which will kind of temporarily pause the game while it shrinks you Ooh. and then getting power-ups which will you know make you bigger oh that's again. too dangerous so you you're, do, you're so, flirting flirting with the devil there so so it's a combination of, assuming you have a bunch of coins built up you kind of go between those two pipes and you keep intentionally getting hit and keep uh trying to power yourself up uh just to try to milk the clock as much as you there's can there's way too much room for air Way too much room. I would die immediately if I tried to use that advanced strategy. Immediately. I think so. I'm not fancy enough for that. Okay, so would you say that, let's say we didn't have Nintendo Online, would you say Mario 35, since, you know, Mario 35 doesn't really have a price to it, do you think it would be worth the cost of getting Nintendo Online? For, for a year, I think it's like $20 or something like yeah, that. Yeah, for sure. Just by itself. Oh, yeah. You, you think so? For sure. I mean, the average game that we buy costs around $40, $50. Yeah. So $20 is nothing, basically, for a game. Especially a really fun game like this one. <laughs> uh, yeah, I kind of agree. It's I think it's worth $20 in itself. So what other games do you think it would be really fun to see in the same kind of format as Battle Royale, 
format? That's a great question. I feel like they could do almost any of the Mario games in this style. Oh, yeah. I actually, I would be very surprised if we don't see at least Mario 3. Yeah, Mario 3 would Mario be Mario 3 class. would be super fun to do. Mario 2 is so weird here that I don't know if they would <laughs> do that one. And honestly, that's it's not my favorite one out of all the Mario games, yeah. but it's still pretty fun. Honestly, if they just wanted to expand on this Mario 35, they could easily last at or they could easily add the lost levels, which is essentially Mario 2 in Japan. Oh, true. You know, you could add Luigi and his weird physics and it, you know, it's the same the same graphics essentially. So yeah, it wouldn't be that big of a stretch to add lost levels into this one that kind of already exists. I think Crash Bandicoot would be really fun. Yeah. One, I don't know if PlayStation and Xbox is going to get on on this, uh, <laughs> get in on this trend or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, re- but repurposing old, old games and making them battle royale, I guess. Honestly, I mean, it would work with Sonic. Sonic is very similar to Mario in a lot of ways, at least how the setup of the levels are. So Sonic would be super fun too, because you would just see everyone zooming around, like just as a spectator, it would be fun to watch. Yeah, man, Sonic would be a great one. The Legend of Zelda, it's 35th anniversary is coming up in January. But how would you do Zelda? I mean, the original Zelda. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of top down with, you could definitely do that. Well, it's such an open world, right? Yeah. How would you dictate what levels people played or what sections people played? I think you could start them all on the same spot, but you're when you're killing enemies, you're sending them to other people, so they kind of like populate the screens. Hmm. Could be interesting. I don't know. That might be yeah. a tougher one. Maybe that wouldn't work. You could. They could definitely do Doctor Mario. That seems. I mean, they already have Tetris ninety nine. Oh yeah. Basically the same thing yeah dr mario 99 would be amazing i would love that <laughs> oh what else i guess it would have to be see you said zelda but i can't really imagine how that would work i feel like these games that have very um obvious like levels and worlds set up work better than like an open world kind of thing yeah i don't know uh I could see it. I could see it working. It's like you can't do like World of Warcraft '99, right? <laughs> like you couldn't do that. Uh, I bet you could. Yeah, <laughs> I could see that. I'm not, I haven't played World of Warcraft, but I don't see why they couldn't do it. Well, you can have unlimited I mean, players they, on that. Yeah, they technically already. You could. I think you can technically already have 99 players playing. With yeah, you. you could probably have a thousand ninety-nine. <laughs> probably ninety-nine thousand. <000. laughs> Uh, Mario 35 will no longer be playable on March 31st, 2021. So do you think they will actually make it not playable on March 31st, 2021? I really hope they don't just because I don't see the point in taking it off. You know, it's already been up for almost a year. So why not just keep it up so people can play if they want to? Yeah, and it's like, uh, you know, apparently, if you believe that employee from Eureka, they started developing it back in February 2019. It's a lot of time to put into a game and then only have it available for like six months. 
that is a lot of time. So I'm thinking, A, they're not going to take it down. But that also just doesn't make them look super good. And it's going to make us question them in the future if they say, oh, this is a limited time game. Well, we might be like, oh, well, they said that about Mario 35 too. They didn't take it down. True. So they might lose some credibility if they actually don't take it down. I'm wondering if they might take it down and maybe try to sell it individually so they can sell all the 35 anniversary games separately. Yeah, I hope not. Or honestly, I just, I don't know why they would take it down. Do you have any ideas? Uh, To me, it doesn't make a lot of sense because you're trying to grow your online, you know, your subscription customers, right? Uh, And you're going to try to, maintain the fact that hey you know this is going to be worth twenty dollars a year and uh, having as- access to games like tetris 99 and mario 35 they're definitely a selling point for you know nintendo online totally i mean that was the main reason that we got it tetris 99 and mario 35 plus i mean it does come with a lot of other really cool games but yeah exactly why why take it down yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Why, Nintendo? Why? The only thing I can think of is they wanted to create a sense of urgency to get people to sign up quickly. True. Um, Like, make people feel like, oh my gosh, I have to sign up now. Or every minute I waste is like a minute I waste and I'm not playing this game <laughs> before it goes offline. Yeah, they do like to create a sense of urgency at Nintendo, especially with like the 3D All-Stars being a limited time release and stuff like that. But, you know, I'm I'm a little skeptical they'll take it off, but if they do, I'd some I'm I think they need to replace it with something with some other similar kind of battle royale. I mean, maybe that is their plan is to replace it with like a you know, Mario 3. Maybe it's one of those things where you know, you only have uh, a big enough pool of players you can't really have Mario 35 existing at the same time as another like battle Royale style game, that same kind of genre. True. I think that would be the only way to transition and not make a lot of people upset. Yeah. I think it would be a good way to cushion the cushion, the transition, I guess, or cushion, cushion the, loss. the loss of <laughs> one game. Because honestly, I think this, it, like I said, this is a game that kind of does wear out a little bit. So unless you're just jumping on board in March, you're probably not super worried about necessarily not ever getting to play it again. Because it doesn't have that replayability like some other games do. Yeah. But True. I think that occasionally switching it out to other games and then maybe they can go back to super mario brothers later um that could keep it fresh and keep it to where people aren't so bored yeah maybe cycle up between several different games where like one month we have this game and another month you go back to this game and maybe one month it's mario 3 and then another game month it's mario 1 again or something like that yeah or just every six months if it does take them a while to develop the game every six months we could switch it out with something and have something a little bit different. Cool. I'm excited. I'm excited to see what they do. I guess we'll see in March. <laughs> I hope they just don't get rid of it and that's it. That would suck. 
And maybe they'll just be like, psych, uh, we're going to add where so you can play with your friends. We're going to keep it up. <laughs> yeah, that would be great. That would be a pleasant surprise. That was really fun. Yeah. I enjoyed talking about Mario 35. I did too. It was a really fun game. And thank you for educating me on the history. No problem if you call that the history. <laughs> <laughs> True. It's more, I mean, it was information. It's, it's, it's the history. It's, it's, it's its life story. Yeah. I get it. So now we are getting to the fun part where I get yeah. to pick the game for next week's podcast. Well, not next week. Next two weeks. Next two weeks. Next, the next podcast that we do, whenever that shall be. In the distant future. Yeah. And so I thought it would be fun to make Eric play a game that I played that he didn't. What? Yeah, one of the very, very few games that I've played and beat and liked that you didn't even play. Didn't even blink an eye at it. Wow. Yeah, this is a very cool game <laughs> that it was free with our Xbox Gold a couple years ago. So I downloaded it and I played it. And. Okay, uh, you want a drum roll? It's called Layers of Fear. So scary. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, I remember you playing that game. Uh, and I do kind of like scary games. I'm not a huge fan of like scary movies, but I do like some scary games. So this does sound like it could be pretty fun. I will say this game is pretty scary for a horror game. Do I do I have to play it with like the lights out or like yeah, of course, with the sound like cranked to ninety or something? Of course, yeah. <laughs> so I don't know how much I should say about the game because we're gonna talk about it on the next podcast yeah don't, but yeah don't spoil too much i just want to say that i really liked it i think it's a very unique game unlike any other game that i've played before and are you ready for what your challenge is gonna be uh have we explained the challenge just yet no we haven't because you know what it's our first challenge? podcast <laughs> yeah so we had a fun idea where we thought okay We'll take turns picking the games, and we'll also take turns assigning challenges to the other person that they have to try to accomplish. What a great idea. Before the next podcast, before we record the next podcast. Are you ready for a challenge for Layers of Fear? Yes, I'm ready. All right. As long as this doesn't involve doing anything that's scary. Um, Well, it involves beating the game, and that is pretty scary. So... I challenge you to beat this game. Um, actually, remember it not taking too long. I think I beat it in a couple weeks, so you could probably beat it. So it's a couple, in a couple of sessions, I a think. A couple of weeks worth of gameplay. Well, our couple of weeks is different. You know, <laughs> I can only play video games for maybe an hour, maybe two hours. You can sit and play video games for five or six, seven, eight hours at a time. So. Two weeks for me might be two days for you. Uh, you think that uh, I might just get so freaked out that I just put it down and don't don't finish it? Well, if you do that, then you will fail the challenge and you'll have to face the consequences. Uh, what are the consequences of our failed objectives? Oh, I'm glad you asked, Eric. <laughs> because if you do not accomplish 
the challenge that I gave you, you will have to write a 30-second rap. 30 seconds? 30-second rap. I thought it was an eight-verse rap. I thought we are doing it by numbers of verses. No, 30 seconds. Or eight line. 30-second rap. 30-second rap. Don't make me make you freestyle <laughs> now. How, how? What if I just like do it, like pick a really slow beat? and, or, and That's fine. And just have like If you want to cheat like that. Sentences. If you want to cheat like that. So if you don't beat the game, which is the challenge I gave you, you will have to do a 30-second rap about the game Okay. on the next podcast. Does that All sound right. fair? That sounds fair. All right. We'll see you guys next time. All right. Bye. Bye.